Uh, my name is uh, Sinura, Sinura Fonseca, and I am uh, the founder of Carbon Blueprint, and I'm here with uh, Faraj. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm Faraj, and uh, I am the co-founder of uh, Ceylon Green and Aqua, an uh, urban uh, agriculture startup. Awesome. Yeah, so hi, Seaweed. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, so these are... Uh, JLX has given me a set of questions to ask you. And, quite complicated uh, <laughs> questions, I can oh, see. I, not quite sure. Um, so let me start. Like, what made you? Uh, like, how do I put this in an easy way? Okay, what made you realize or like uh, go behind your passion in terms of like uh, being an entrepreneur? Well, uh, to be honest, I think uh, from school days itself, hustling was part of what I wanted to do. So I guess entrepreneurship was uh, part and parcel of what I threw throughout uh, school and then, you know, leaving school itself, always wanted to do something new and create something new as well. So uh, something I always wanted to do was build a brand for myself, build a company and uh, build something that will be able to give back to the environment and also to society as well. So I thought uh, the best way to do that with my own freedom and, you know, with my own uh, thinking where I'll, I'll, I'll be able to make the decisions and get things going the way I want was to be an entrepreneur and kind of create my own kind of uh, platform. So that's how I actually got into Carbon Blueprint and a few of the other startups that I'm involved in. What about you? What, what uh, got well, you into for this? For me, it's, it's quite a little bit opposite. Uh, so I was into an, uh, like, you know, coming from the, the urbanized uh, or like in, in a cluttered uh, environment or a society and uh, for us, it was just a white collar job, like, you know, make sure that you you kind of like have a secured salary at the end of the month, but uh, kind of uh, dragged this whole life for about, uh, I would say about 15 years. And I started very young when I was uh, very, very young, I started working. Uh, but then at a point that I started realizing with after COVID, especially like, oh, while uh, it was not even the pandemic, but then uh, thought like how the world is going on and like, why not have something uh, passive coming in apart from uh, having your pretty uh, 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 monthly salary? That's true. Like what what should I do or like what can I drive towards this? So, so when I was thinking, yeah, nine to five is not gonna cut it. Not gonna work it. Or it's not enough, I would say. <laughs> then again, when I became a father, right? Uh, so this driving me uh, kind of like drove me crazy. Uh, where like I didn't have enough time to concentrate on my family as well because it was work and uh, if I am committed to something then I have to be 100% and not a foot here or a foot there kind of situation. So I was honestly before still uh, on green and aqua before getting into agriculture or farming uh, I was actually thinking of what I'm really passionate about in order to uh, do something if I have to do because uh, working is something that I... Uh, I mean, the current job that I was doing at that point was something that I like to do. But then again, uh, if I have to completely go out of it, then it has to be something that I even like, not just like, but I love. So food and uh, food is, you know, being a Muslim and uh, coming from a community in Colombo, like food is something, a huge part of our culture. And uh, that is how I uh, started up a restaurant. But then when I was running the restaurant is when I really understood uh, the problem in the market it's not like buying uh, veggies or stuff for your home uh, because you have to have a 
a constant supply of things then what you just it was i had a healthy restaurant nice. uh, not a healthy person so wasn't hypocrite at that point but then i still made sure there were dishes like for example uh, biryani which was cooked without oil kind of things thing first a bit of fusion and traditional and things like that and <coughs> but the main point is that's when i really understood the problem in the market that you know the insecurity in food like someone who's uh, let's say a middle income person can't just constantly keep on purchasing the same thing again and again because uh, a classic example is like if i go to buy carrot at that point this was why it before pandemic it was about uh, let's say 400 rupees a kilo today sometime it becomes to 100 but then on the next day it's like 700 800 or i don't even find carrot in the market it came to a situation like that so that's when i really understood that like you know uh why not grow something of your own to source to your restaurant so that's how the whole uh thing started like started growing in the balcony like things that i can do not the carrots i mean but then <laughs> definitely like some of the herbs and stuff like mint and things that i could constantly have a supply of so yeah pretty much that's how it started no i guess i i completely agree with you when it comes to kind of figuring out our passion and all cuz i myself i i studied law right after school uh and then i've been working uh ever since a levels i've been working as well and then doing the 9 to 5 you know thinking ah, okay this is a great job i did stock brokering bond broke uh, bonds everything primary markets for a while for like a year understood the financial markets i thought it was a cool job and then i was like uh, but this really doesn't give me the freedom i need as well and then got into infrastructure development projects and thought you know there is a there is some sort of coolness in doing it and i thought you know there's a lot of work around it development work infrastructure development and then slowly slowly i was also looking for basically what got me going and then uh, i always had a i would say a massive bond with nature and that's the only place where i thought i always felt free so i think in about 2016 17 i also kind of came to a decision where you know i want to be able to be around nature do things that allow me to surround myself with nature and build around it and maybe try and give back as much as possible and that's when i actually even got into renewable energy development and then slowly slowly with my passion for wildlife itself i thought you know why not get into wildlife tourism and conservation and then uh, started off a new company and then uh, we've been expanding that as well and then i did my first paddy dive about a couple of years ago nice. and that's when i actually fell in love with the ocean because i thought it's a completely different world and i agree with you because uh, that's how i felt when i first did my scuba dive because uh, back when i was uh, 13 was my first dive wow yeah <laughs> uh, i was working uh, on a on a very uh, like a side project like helping out uh, researchers with the turtle conservation project at that point nice you would have uh, heard about it like it, it's a very old turtle, like one of the pro- projects that was started down south okay the, it, it just uh, it was uh, all the way from ambalangoda uh, all the way to gaul wow yeah it was on the whole stretch like uh, it was i still remember it was a project about green turtles and like how uh, about they are return to the beach on uh, laying eggs and kind of stuff like that <clears throat> so uh, i do remember i i was sponsored by iucn at that point like in order to uh, go for those dives and stuff nice but yeah i would totally agree with you it's entirely a different world is so calm and like 
exactly. different exactly. colors to your eyes and uh, and when i first saw the corals i was like wow is there really like a world you know it's a completely different world but the irony is that you know being in a country like this where there's so much of wildlife so much of diversity still half of the population doesn't even know what exists in oh. exists in this country uh-huh. even the resources and the beauty to see uh, i completely agree and even i don't think half the population even knows that there are turtles in this country to be honest up to now i mean not just one like all major five comes to sri lanka from the smallest to the biggest exactly yeah. exactly and like i could like uh, kind of relate to this as well because i started studying wildlife when i was very young again and uh, i was more interested in uh, snakes like in reptiles and uh, that's kind of where i started i have my uh, like my basic studies around uh, like did a lot of research with crocodiles and snakes and like focused a lot on uh, conservation and that was also something that i really missed when i went back to like a corporate world where you just work and like very minimum time the only wildlife contact i had after that was to just to go to the zoo whenever it's possible just go see and come but ah, so is your motivation <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm not going to talk about it <coughs> but uh, yeah i think i the next question was jlx has said like uh, to ask me let me take the question for you so what made you get into the journey to be entrepreneur in sri lanka in the agriculture uh, industry because that's more in yours yeah I agree was uh, as I told you before like it was uh, trying to source like for the restaurant but when the pandemic hit uh, I understood even a bigger picture like being a new dad and uh, trying to get something uh, better for the little one and then uh, also made me realize like uh, because that's when all the supplies stopped coming in like and very limited which came in and uh, then uh, while started searching for like direct contacts with farmers and stuff like people who are really uh, concerned about uh, what is going out is like kind of like the black truth that i understood that most of the things that we get is like soaked in chemicals even uh, some of our farmers uh, who grow it doesn't want to consume it so <clears throat> it kind of like scared me like where this whole thing is going on or where it is being taking and then again there was also picture in my head like i believe like most of the people have like if you want to start something in agriculture you need to have hectares of land or that's like true. acre that's of true. land that's, that's, that's what they all, right. all think yeah <clears throat> and i didn't have anything i only had a balcony and i had a land but then again it was never thought like i could be able to uh, start something in the heart of colombo kind of like a situation but uh, that is something that kind of like drove me to think differently in terms of like what, let's see what other countries are doing and uh, why it is always like you need to have an acre or like that's kind of like a minimum requirement when you want to start agri business they're like ah oh, you have a farm how big is this how many acres that was kind of like the questions I, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but nobody thinks like you can actually grow uh, sufficient food for a family of 6 in a balcony because i you have constant lanka, supply yeah i think in sri lanka for everyone when you say you're a farmer or that you're growing something everyone believes that you have a massive piece of land yeah. or oh, you know that and the other thing is also like uh, there is also like a social uh, dis- kind of like a like how do i say this like in singhala they say like vapara balanasi like you know uh, they just don't uh, kind of like uh, appreciate that you can't uh, or they don't like to call themselves as a farm okay where do you work or like i'm a manager of so and so company or like i'm a ceo but uh, kind of like they don't want even to talk about oh 
this guy is a farmer okay what do you do like you know it was a big challenge for me to explain this to my own parents as well because like they were like okay you are working on such a big enterprise and now you are stopped you started a restaurant okay covid came now now you want to be a farmer now doesn't make sense kind of like but but for me it made total sense because uh, all what i thought is uh, this not to go as a business uh, but i will at least have food on my table every time and that is like the most safest food that i can have my hands on is what i produce so this is kind of like what actually drove me towards agriculture and then also the passion that i share with you like you know the passion towards wildlife and my my knowledge on science and i basically knew how plants uh like how plants grew or like what what the science behind it but i was not a farmer i was not an agri person to understand like how these fertilizers to how these and that and abc of this farming works but in in general uh, as everybody or as a science student i i had this a whole idea of what plants need to thrive so that's awesome combining all of these things is what i wanted to take up this uh, risk and uh, it was honestly a risk but then uh, it took it and today i'm here that's that's crazy and i think you know in sri lanka we're a small island we don't we have limited land and space as well so i think what you guys are doing in terms of developing uh, gardens and farms on a urban setting and being able to maximize that space and grow products for your own home that's an amazing thing to do obviously so yeah so this is uh, also like uh, and at the end of the day it's uh, it's very uh, it's a beautiful feeling as well like you you plant a seed and then uh, like in about 3 4 days you see the first leaf coming out it's just like uh, it's like a, it's an amazing yes. <coughs> trust me growing a baby is much more <laughs> difficult <laughs> but uh growing a plant is much easier <laughs> and uh, and then but it it's it's always it's nice like when you see that something from your hands has grown out and uh, and uh, they start flowering and then you you when you when you first get whatever the first veggie that you got i actually started with a chili plant and uh, when i picked that first one chili out of it because it was not on fertilizers or anything it was just pure organically to see how uh, things will thrive like how how the plants react to different kind of uh, uh, stimulations or like environments is what i was doing before i <coughs> go into a uh, big scale because uh, as i said i had to gain that right experience because uh, i feel like that was also a valuable lesson when i learned when i started the restaurant just because i'm passionate about cooking and uh, i knew how food is produced but i was not good at what i was doing uh, in terms of a business person when it comes to running a restaurant and then uh, covid contributed the pandemic things locked down and uh, things went south but uh, it was i won't regret anything because it was like a really big learning curve and uh, i think i used all of those experience uh, in uh, doing what i'm doing now in terms of starting small and uh, giving myself more room to fall all the time because I, that's what i was always thinking about if i am like this high to fall down is going to be a big risk but <coughs> i was okay to tramp, uh, you know kind of like fall off again and again in order to start learning things and uh, yeah as you said with limited space like there is magics that you can do if you just know how things uh, work i think uh, to answer that question on for myself as well i guess why i wanted to start something in the this space uh, well uh, it's not the fishery space itself uh, for me what i thought was cuz the more i studied about sri lanka our geology our geographic location our strategic location 
uh, resources what i understood was uh, exclusive economic where island at the end of the day right and our exclusive economic zone is eight times the size of our land mass this got me thinking to understanding that our actual potential is actually in the ocean and that and with technology evolving and the world evolving i saw so many businesses so many engineering marvels actually moving offshore and you know it's not nothing is done on land power generation everything is done offshore now so this this got me thinking a lot and then the pandemic for me was also like you know one of the main trigger points at this point to kind of build something that will help us uh, kind of grow the economy and get things going and during the pandemic i thought about you know i was reading about uh, like i've been into climate change and understanding more about it and then you know one day came across some articles on seaweed started reading up on it you know kind of thought this is my calling at that point yeah. and then just really got into it and then i realized you know where island if that's obvious that means seaweed can be grown around the island as well and then during the pandemic itself uh, right after the pandemic right when we were going through a uh, economic crisis when there was zero fuel available i did my first trip to jaffna for the seaweed hunt itself i took a train uh, and then when i went to jaffna the tour guide asked me for 16000 bucks to go around jaffna and i was like are you nuts uh, found a friend i knew in jaffna found his bike uh, jacked 2 liters of uh, fuel from him and did a full trip around jaffna went scouted out some locations for seaweed and then basically started off the journey and then i thought you know there's there's massive potential for this and i thought seaweed is something uh, why and then right after that trip came back to colombo incorporated uh, carbon blueprint and i thought you know this is a company that i'm going to build for developing sri lanka's blue economy and also i thought the seaweed industry in itself had massive growth opportunity here because i saw islands like countries like philippines india vietnam doing crazy stuff with seaweed itself so i thought why not sri lanka and then started uh, researching on it started reaching out to government agencies to start getting the permits uh, the only thing for me i think that's a bit different from your end is uh, for you to develop the business it doesn't require a lot of government permits and stuff like that but on my end there's a lot of government permitting required and a lot of red tape that i needed yeah. to get across and a lot of bureaucracy may i add to that as well so it took me some time and then started kicking things off and then started focusing the company on two different things basically the blue economy and the seaweed industry so uh, it was you know last couple of months ago only i got my own farm up and running up until that i was just working with a few farmers and just going and visiting but when i when i built my own farm and when i was in the water and you know putting the seaweed in tying it up putting the sticks in tying the ropes and putting the seedlings in it it felt like you know it felt so good i i, I hadn't got that feeling for a really long time so that moment when i was in the water doing that i realized you know this is what i really love doing because it enabled me to be in the water because i i'd say a massive water baby you want to say and seeing the ecosystems around it so there's fishes on one side there's corals on one side and so many different types of plants that grow and that kind of actually triggered it even more saying that this is something i really want to build and take forward now so yeah yeah i mean um, i would just like to add a little bit for what you said like you said you did a lot of research and stuff like i am coming from a background where the conservation and things have been uh, like kind of like fed into my system when i was very young itself and then 
there were certain things that I was uh, uh, that kept me bothered uh, or get me worried, but it was in kind of like the shadow because I had no way to react towards it. Uh, especially when it comes to climates and uh, what is currently happening and all. And uh, one of those uh, very recent uh, tragedies were like the the one in Poland now, the Mithotamul uh, garbage mountain was a disaster. And I was a part of the volunteers who were uh, like in terms of like the first line rescues and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> again, coming back to when I when I got that got my baby in my hand like things started changing and it was more kind of like a trigger in terms of like you know and it's just not mine like there are like thousands of uh, children who is who's who's there to see the future and like uh like okay now i decided i'm gonna grow okay one question is answered like okay it's food security at least to a family or a community i will i'm secured now like i was i'm able to do some sort of a like <clears throat> my two cents towards that but then what more can I do while I do this is uh, when I really started focusing and I, I something that is there in my head for a long time is the sixth mass extinction I would you would have heard about it. It's yeah. a very popular topic and I was like just after um, like my O level was when tsunami was there and then just right after maybe a year later only I actually learned about this and then pretty much understood that we are as a human are the reason for the sixth mass extinction and like what as an individual I can do is also a question that was there on my head for a long time. And when I did, uh, because I had a lot of time during the pandemic, like lockdown, we all uh, did. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> I used it to do a lot of research on like what more other countries are doing in terms of uh, managing their waste and kind of stuff. And uh, uh, to be honest, like waste management is a very expensive topic when you talk uh, like we are a lot of tech and things are involved, but then again, there is also other ways of doing it is what I learned and understood and then countries again, uh, even countries like Africa is doing very, very yeah. good job in terms of uh, uh, managing their waste management, like in terms of organic waste at least, like plastics and stuff is uh, something that I can't tap into right now. But then there are things that I can do in under my control, at least through producers that I, I consume and like what I can do. And uh, pretty much that is when I wanted to do two things parallelly under one name. And that's where the waste management actually uh, came into play. And that was also a plus for me because all those waste are right now transferred into money. Money in the sense I transfer them into fertilizers, Fertilizer. which saves me money in terms. And also uh, it, it helped me to move with the community very fast because uh, for them, it's a very easy way of getting, getting rid of their way. waste. And it just comes into my dump side. And uh, I kind of like, yeah. be the next goal, <laughs> right, for someone else. So. Obviously, someone else's uh, garbage is someone's uh, gold or like money kind of like a situation. Exactly. And, uh, but it actually helped me like uh, fend at least to my levels in terms of eliminating uh, my green gases, you know, greenhouse gases and stuff to a certain control. And I believe that that is also something like really kind of like a, a thing that I'm really proud about uh, doing as an entrepreneur right now. No, definitely. I think uh, for, for, for one point, I think climate change is something that a lot of people in Sri Lanka or even our friends barely <coughs> take serious or even know about. And or then they don't even want to believe this. They don't want to even this believe This is it. just a topic that, you know, they the world is running around exactly. behind. And even for me, I also, I, I want to do my part and see what I can do to, you know, help with climate change and be a part of the climate change mitigation and the whole decarbonization process. Because 
I agree. Now that you have a kid, you know, yeah, yeah. you want a future for them. Even for myself, I've thought about it. Why would I even want a kid to come into this world with us knowing everything that's going on now, right? I don't even think we'll be able to survive the next 50 to 100 years. Like I said, the six mass extinction is going to screw us very soon. So it's nuts. But yeah, like that. So I thought, you know, that, that got me really thinking with climate change itself. I thought seaweed itself is an application, is a, is a plant that I thought is one of the most renewable resources that yes. is given to us because you don't need land, yeah. you don't need fertilizer, and I don't need fresh water to build it, uh, for, for it to grow. It just grows in the ocean. Yeah. But then uh, at the same time, climate change is a big issue for me also because with the waters heating, and then, you know, the weather patterns changing all the time. There's a massive, massive uh, risk for the seaweed plant itself. But I think, I think seaweed is quite resilient. It's been around in the world for a really long time. I think algae has been here longer than most of us. So I think it will adapt. But I'm not sure if we, us humans will be able to adapt as fast as that is. But uh, for me, I think seaweed can do a lot of things. And for us, we're already working on multiple applications with it. Uh, human feed, animal feed. Uh, biofertilizer and I hope at one point the things the value addition that we do with the seaweed will help reduce the greenhouse gas emissions as well as well and kind of help in this. This is all about uh, like uh, because what I believe is uh, this was one of the questions uh, when actually I was a part of the accelerator program like uh, even before the the actual program kicked off like there were questions raised like uh, uh, isn't your business like uh, something that someone else can copy? I said, I'm, I'm kind of like really happy if someone is doing it because uh, my ultimate goal is like, yes, you need money to live. Uh, I have no doubt in it and I'm not going to deny it at any point. Sure. But then again, like uh, is that's the only thing that we need to live because like there will be one point the money won't have any value. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so... It was kind of like uh, pretty much the same thing. And then what I wanted to say is like always collaboration is something really important. It doesn't uh, like uh, for, for me, uh, let's say like I am uh, having a, a 20 purchase model farm right now, which is what I'm building. But I have the capacity of producing fertilizers enough for acres in that small space. And I'm not going to use it. So if I want to keep this whole thing for me and then but there's no point of me doing what I'm doing as well. So it's kind of like a collaboration is what is important. And the way that you grow, like every seaweed that you grow, it, uh, it absorbs a lot of carbon into it, right? So you have the capacity of growing more and then, you know, at least balancing it out with the people who are not doing it, Correct. right? So that's how this whole thing has to work rather saying that, okay, no, I'm the only contributor doing towards this. And if the world starts going into that, that level, which is already, I mean, sadly, that's how things are working right now. Sure. But uh, I hope at least like uh, people like us could uh, do a small change in it and show that example out saying that, you know, collaboration is no harm. It's just about it because I might learn something really new from you because uh, seaweeds also like since it's an aquatic plant, like you have like uh, I Correct me if I'm wrong, like there are like red seaweeds and stuff, right? Yes. So red, red is red when it grows, it needs iron, yes. right? So I do aquaphonic as well. So aquaphonic doesn't actually give iron out. Uh, this, uh, I mean, like it, it doesn't make uh, the fish poop doesn't make iron. So 
maybe you might come out with an uh, organic natural way of like meditating this or you know mini uh, kind of like mimicking it saying that okay this is what the plants need and i i can just copy it back into my system no definitely you understand I, I agree. Or, or it might vice versa i might say okay uh, look uh, masha this is working for me why don't you take a small sample and you know try it out and see like let's see how this is working or how this is reacting that I is how I believe we are going to thrive rather like Correct. because uh, I believe this monopoly system and people are thinking okay I, I started this no one else should start this only I should do this thing is crap I think if we go on that model again we as society are just going to fail again and I completely yeah, I, agree collaboration you know sharing information data and uh, understanding how the system works understanding how environment works how species and how all these you know bio compounds chemicals interact and work and the best way for that is you know sharing knowledge amongst people who are in the business who understand the industry and stuff as well so i think uh, collaboration is very important and i think in sri lanka that's something that lacks a lot because people think you'll take idea and run with it yes a lot of sri lankans do do that but then you got to trust some people and put this information out as well but uh, i would also say like you know uh, stealing ideas is something else like uh, when let's say the idea is from you uh you know the the a to z on what you thought and how this actually came out just because they have that little information saying that okay this is what you are going to do uh doesn't mean they can they steal is not going to thrive or that that's not going to sustain at all they might start it if uh, because uh, people ask me like okay uh, you i mean i didn't have the money uh, initially when i wanted to go commercial but then uh, but there's only way for me to get money is like to talk to people and like say this is what i'm kind of do but then you as you pitch. said i have when i wanted to pitch like uh, i i know i w- i'm going into people who have enough land and enough money to start it the next day but i didn't have that fear as well because one thing i would have loved if they have started but then again i also didn't have the fears think knowing that this is just my uh, like i know the core and the depth of it and like where you this will end up yes okay. because uh, you try it and you you have already lived that entire thing on your head one not just once maybe multiple times to uh, realize in different uh, dimensions on this is what will happen that's what will happen if you do this but all what those people know is what you are expecting out of it and then it will never come out the same way that you want so so this is something that i wanted to tell it out to other. and uh, as you said for collaboration like programs like these accelerator things like with glx and uh, uh places the there are a lot of other places emerging in sri lanka as well who is actually helping out entrepreneurs to uh, come out because uh sadly for someone like me like i have there are a lot of people in my community as well like i'm, I'm not uh, telling based on a religion or anything it's just from where we were brought up and uh, my parents are like not that literate and they come from these houses uh, like slum kind of setups like you know for them it's always about uh, you go to an 8 to 5 job and then you're kind of like a secured but right. then if, if everybody starts thinking like that then uh, where will this whole world or where will the new things will come out and uh, so these are kind of some of the fears that i believe uh, the youngsters have as well as you said now you you kind of like wanted yeah, to do yeah they need to become a lawyer and you know once they became a, they they did not drop it for the longest but once they understood what it is i was I mean, doing uh, took yeah. about 6 years to explain to them and then only they realized okay I mean, you do like this i'm going through that transition right now because like my mother it's nuts. Uh, like yeah so i recently got my goats like confirm and then the goat food uh, got delivered like i think 2 days ago nice. and she kind of like got really annoyed and i said like oh now everything is done now you want you are going to go goats 
<laughs> she has no clue what what on earth I'm going to do with the yeah, ghost. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for her, it's like, a, as I said at the beginning, it was like a state of, uh, like, a, a lower on the state as like, okay, this guy used to work here and and uh, she and uh, he went like recently there here and all this but no one knows like why actually i went. <laughs> i was in us working in a farm <laughs> no, it's a farm yeah place. i mean like the that's how, really yeah, fast. But, then, uh, but i think these are like hurdles i i still believe like uh, the others who are there to come out might have this as a fear no i, I agree i think i i agree with you i think there's a lot of programs in sri lanka now trying to help entrepreneurs but I think GLX in itself has some sort of very unique uh, characteristics to it. It has a massive community behind it and it's people that are actually really passionate. Uh, even the team from Randula to India, Sasini, the entire team, Kushan. What I saw was they're really passionate about it. And you know, they're, even the connections we've made over the last six months yeah. with them has been really genuine. And they passionately want Sri Lanka to work. I'm sure they even they would have been had enough time more opportunities to go abroad and oh, you know yeah, kind of no, do it. Like, no. But I so think they stayed back. Like, exactly. Like who's one of their team members? I mean, like uh, she lived in states and now staying here no, yeah, and you know exactly. helping us out. Exactly. And, That's uh, right. G L X itself is a is a great program and you know we got to meet uh, met a lot of other people and I think the network the community they are building is great and what they're doing is not an easy task to help entrepreneurs and also Especially bringing everyone together. People like us. Exactly. <laughs> They're not easy people I mean, to like, deal with. Oh my God. Like, I gave them a hell of a time when I was uh, there because I, I kind of like traveled the last month when I was in USC uh, to so many different places and uh, they were like, you know, I fix the time and then that's like four o'clock in the morning for me and then like I wake up and then I like tell them, okay, I can't do this today. <laughs> you know, let, let's kind of like Sassy do it about the must be really pissed off oh if you go there because I said, okay, I can't make it today, I can't make it next week. But, you know, they, they adapted as well and they dealt with us and, you know, they... all comes because they genuinely wanted to see a change. It's not just uh, exactly. like, you know, for the sake of doing. And I think even uh, uh, to give a massive shout out to even the uh, uh, the, uh, the experts they bought in, oh and then even the contacts <laughs> they bought into us was amazing, uh, from Dr. Ajanta to Dr. I mean, Punivardana. Like when I wanted to do the the beekeepers training, like uh, in uh, through the government massive stream influence. itself. Oh massive my God! So all I had to do was to make a phone call and like say, okay, so and so uh, wanted me to do this training and. Uh, when it's kind of like the closest date that you all can give me. People are there on queue. I'm not saying that uh, this is the right thing to think what I did, but then again, in terms of like their resources is what I wanted to highlight. Because oh, I just like got the day, yeah. And the experts, and they, they, you know, introduced us to really did help us yeah. and it got us to meet a lot of people, uh, cut a lot of uh, exactly. red tape we needed yes. to get the answers we needed much faster. And they've been very helpful and, you know, amazing uh, mentors as well. Yeah. And uh, also, like, very motivating. For example, like, in my case, like, when Anruddha first visited, he said, like, uh, he literally said, like, Faraj, don't, don't bother about things, like, you know, uh, and also don't uh, look into a hundred million things for you to do at the same time. So their guidance actually helped me because, you know, like, when you, once you start, uh, when, you, when you kept your first step and then you just wanted to run. Yeah, kind of yeah. like and you you doesn't know that where well, this is gonna go end but then they okay, made sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they made sure that i don't run i walk and like uh, i will get my chance to run and that's when i have to run it's not not as soon as the race started so 
those kind of stuff were like very helpful i would some of the lessons i would never forget in life uh, regardless of business because uh, it's such a vast knowledge of uh, correct you know correct. experts uh, especially i'm i'm like shit in managing money <laughs> i'm a marketer man i know all you to spend you give me a you manager then <laughs> you give me a million to spend in two days i'm very happy to do it because that's what i have always done in terms of you know spending is what uh, because that's how you get your budget right okay that's you true. have this many millions uh, spend it that's so true. i'm very good at spending and then uh, but <coughs> uh, they actually uh, you know made me sit down to understand uh, how the financial structures has to work in a farm or like in in any business in that came so now now at least i have kind of that knowledge like to an understanding where people can't like play around with me i wouldn't say i'm expert in money still but then it's still i i now know how i understand like you know uh, when they when certain terms or jargons are used at me as a businessman no that's right in like i said the teams being great uh, the people they've introduced to us has been great and uh, massive shout out to the GLX team and also USAID also for the support they brought into us as well. I think uh, we're going way past most of the questions but then there's a question on uh, problem solving and it's ask they're asking us uh, I think we kind of answered most uh, right? of it and uh, yeah but so just to add to that I think uh, for anyone who starts up start so wants to start a business what i would say is there is you'll always have problems to solve because uh, for me i understand when i solve one problem i have 10 other problems the next day morning when i wake up so when if you want to do something go ahead and do it and my advice is problems take it as an opportunity use the problem to your benefit see how you can leverage it and get the best possible outcomes you can from it and you know if problems are not there life is going to be damn boring so i oh, think and take your problems head on <laughs> exactly i mean uh, you face it and then you learn from it exactly. and uh, that is uh, and that also makes you uh, uh, as an individual a very strong uh, person and uh, that is something really really important as uh, uh, a business person i would say like you know uh, because it's not always up sometimes uh, because uh, i mean sometimes as uh, someone just uh, said couple of hours ago like when we were having this uh, uh, chat with uh, the others they were like there was someone told like you know sometimes uh, an entrepreneur is like on to the peak like you know uh, sky is the limit and the next day they are kind of like suicidal but uh, it's it's always about finding that balance in between and you know managing everything because uh, there's something that i really realize is people think that when you run your own business it's like it's not like an 8 to 5 job anymore or you you do work whenever you want 24/7 but <laughs> exactly but then that 24/7 actually teaches you to manage your time and Correct. it creates a lot of uh, discipline within yourself itself because uh, you know nobody's monitoring you you know nobody's behind you uh, poking okay you do that you do this so this is what has to happen but then if you don't do it then it doesn't happen as well so. correct and i think with time management itself uh, prioritizing and uh, making sure what's most important and categorizing in time management is very important so definitely uh. and uh, i think uh, the last thing and i want to i don't want to bore <laughs> the people who are listening to us as well like uh, and as an advice uh, to an aspiring uh, entrepreneur is what they have asked like what do you say my advice is don't quit keep trying uh, at one point your dreams will become a reality but you know you got to be realistic in what you want to achieve you got to set timelines you got to set budgets 
need to understand what's achievable. Sri Lanka is, uh, for most of the young entrepreneurs who want to come out, I would say is Sri Lanka is a land of opportunity that you can do so many things. And if you stay at it, if you stay confident, if you stay, uh, uh, if you stay focused and if you know the goals you want to reach, you can. But it's not easy. There's a lot of time you need to put in, a lot of hard work. And if you hustle hard, I think you can definitely make it. And, you know, just keep going at it. Don't don't give up is what I got to say. I totally agree with you, what you said. But then I, I, I think I would have liked to add a little bit more towards it. Like people has a fear of low, oh, I don't have enough capital to start this. I don't have enough money to start it. Uh, I started this on my balcony with just what I had at home. I didn't even have money to buy grow bags. But I used like old, uh, like broken basins and stuff and, you know, filled it and, uh, and it, but it took time, as you said, it took 18 months for me to get my first, uh, support from people. Oh, uh, like I did a crowdfunding and like people who are close to me also kind of like didn't have the trust on what is, or uh, where this is going. Yeah. But, uh, but as you said, it's, it's a consistency again. You keep doing what you are doing, but, uh, also whether it's a thriving business or whether you're getting into it or you're starting and uh, there is also something that you need to learn is when to let it go as well. 100%. Yeah. Because uh, that is also something I, I learned when I was in US. Uh, like I know this topic, but you know, you never understand until you really feel it. So <laughs> what, <coughs> what happened is uh, one day there was the, uh, like a huge line of rope that was tangled and, uh, and then I have a, a, a lot more left as well, like which is untangled, like we could have easily used it. But then when I first started, uh, you know, untangling it, like the first knot went off, kind of like got involved into it. And I, I end up spending about two hours of my time for just untangled. to untangle it. And uh, my mentor over there, he didn't tell a word. What he did is he kept a timer. So I thought he's actually motivating me with a timer, like, you know, giving me like kind of like a challenge and for me to finish it. Okay, let's see how fast I finish. But then, then Later on is what I learned my most valuable lesson because he said the entire line of that rope was about $10. And uh, if I would have hired someone uh, to work for me right now, I would have probably, let's say I pay the lowest of $10 per hour. So it's like I wasted $20 of my time for, for something 10, which, which is not even 10 because it was like a couple of feet. He could have simply cut it off. But what he said is why he let me do it is for me to understand, understand. <laughs> this. And it was in, in the start of summer. It was almost uh, about 80 Fahrenheit on that day. I was standing on sun and I was doing this. And, uh, but the way that he let me do it is something that I'm never going to forget now. And then now I know like when, when the time is like if I, but it doesn't mean that you need to quit there. It's know, just, uh, just you yeah. You got to keep doing it until you realize. Yeah, where yeah. I could like give a practical example for me. What happened is I wanted to do uh, something with go to color when I started. But then uh, the way that I wanted to do it was entirely different. And then, but then I also realized like, okay, my goal is to grow something and it doesn't have to be uh, go to call itself. Like what is my next alternative Correct. is kind of like, that is what I'm saying. Like when you know, you have to draw your line. It doesn't mean that, okay, I just need to do go to call it. Even if it is kind of like a very loss for me or like, or it's drowning me is not what an entrepreneur should do. It always should know like, okay, because you have already, let's say, invested on uh, exactly. a certain set of things and then how do you restructure your infra infrastructure or your resources and, right. and go forward, not, not drown with it and lose everything at the end. 
I think that's where the whole point of keeping milestones, being realistic in what you want to achieve and budget, that's, that's I think, where those yeah. come in as well. I will add to that where you said, yeah, a lot of people in Sri Lanka think that if you don't have money, uh, you can't start a business and all. But uh, that's, that's like you said, that's completely bullshit. Yes. And you can, even with 10 rupees, you can start something and get it there. And even myself, all, all most of the company, exactly, yeah. it's all a commitment. If someone wants to do an online business, doesn't have to be always like you need to have this fully fledged base uh, website right there, you know, which is attractive. Start with a Google site. That's free for you. That's Make cool. some money, invest, and uh, you know, that's how you need to grow. Rather, and you sit down and wait like, I don't have money to start my own website. Oh, God, I don't know when I will make it. And then that's the end of it. I agree. And that's what I said. There. Like you said, there's plenty of ways to get money to start a business. Even if you have a good idea, there's so many yeah. ways for you to test it out. And there's so many grant opportunities, so many crowdfunding opportunities. There's a lot of people who want to invest in things. So I think if you have a good idea, Take it out, talk to the people you trust, see how you can get it going. And you don't never think money is a barrier. You know, money comes, money goes, you can make it. Uh, so, yeah. awesome. I think we're at our timeline. Yeah, I, I know. So, I, uh, like, I, I know people are listening and I, <laughs> I just don't want so you to. want to say uh, thank you to all <laughs> and uh, signing out from Grey City GLX. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, everyone. Have a good day and uh, all the best for all the entrepreneurs out there. Keep regenerating. <laughs>